Well, good morning, Pilgrim. Fine morning it is in Hillsboro. It's not raining. God is good. God is good indeed. Only he is good indeed. Perfection. Ah, glorious God he is. This morning I'm going to begin by reading from the, the book of Job, chapter 28. Surely there is a mine for silver and a place for gold that they refine. Iron is taken out of the earth, copper is smelted from the ore. Man puts an end to darkness and he searches out to the farthest limit the ore in gloom and in deep darkness. He opens shafts in a valley away from where anyone lives. And they are forgotten by travelers. They, they hang in the air far away from mankind and they, they swing to and fro. As for the earth, out of it comes bread, but underneath it is turned up by fire. Its stones are the place of sapphires, and it has a dust of gold. That path no bird of prey knows, and the falcon's eye has not seen it. The proud beast have not trodden on it. The lion has not passed over it. Man pushes his hand to the flinty rock and he overturns mountains by the root and he cuts out channels in the rocks and his, his eyes see every precious thing there. He dams up the streams so that they, they do not trickle. The thing that is, is hidden he, he brings out to the light. Pilgrim, but where? Where shall wisdom, where shall wisdom be found? Where is the place of understanding? Man doesn't know its worth, and it's not found in the land of the living. The deep says it's not in me. And the sea says it's, it's not in me. It can't be bought for gold. Silver can't be weighed as its price. It can't be valued in the gold of Ophir, in, in precious onyx or sapphire, gold or glass. They can't equal it. Nor, nor can it be exchanged for jewels of, of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of crystal. The price of wisdom is, uh, is above pearls. The topaz of Ethiopia, Ethiopia, it can't equal it. Nor can it be valued in pure gold. From where then does wisdom come? Where is the place of understanding? It's hidden from the eyes of all living concealed from the birds of the air. Abaddon and death, they say, we have heard a rumor of it with our ears. But God, he understands the way to it. He knows its place. He looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. And when, when he gave to the wind its weight and appointed the waters by measure, when he made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of the thunder, then he saw and declared it. He established it, he searched it out, and he said to man, Behold, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, that's wisdom, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil, that's understanding. The fear of the Lord, that's wisdom. Turn away from evil, that's understanding. And he said to man,
Behold, to fear the Lord, that is wisdom. To turn away from evil is understanding. I repeat that many times because it's so true and it's something that we find hard to understand. We try to ignore that. I'm going to turn to Spurgeon here. He uh, did a sermon, 29th of March, 1863, a jealous God. For the, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Exodus 34, 14. How careful, how careful should we be when we do anything for God, and, and God is pleased to accept of our doings that we never congratulate ourselves. The minister of Christ should unrobe himself of every rag of praise. You preached well, yeah, said a friend to John Bunyan one morning. And John said, yeah, you're too late. The devil told me that before I left the pulpit. Yes, pilgrim, the, the devil often tells God's servants a great many things which they should be sorry to hear. Well, he can hardly be useful in a Sunday school, but he'll say to you, how well you have done it. You can scarcely resist a temptation or set a good example, but he'll be whispering to you, what an excellent person you must be. It's perhaps one of the hard, hardest struggles of the Christian life to learn this sentence. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name be glory forever and ever. Now God is so jealous on this point that while, while he will forgive his own servants a thousand, thousand things, this is an offense for which he is sure to chasten us. Let us, yeah, yeah, let a believer once say, I am. God will soon make him say, I'm not. Let a Christian begin to boast, I can do all things without adding through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And before long, he'll, he'll begin to groan. I can do nothing and bemoan himself. Well, many, many sins of true Christians, I, I don't doubt, have been the result of their glorifying themselves. Many a man has been permitted by God to stain a noble character and to ruin an admirable reputation because the character and your reputation had come to the man's to be his own. He's proud of them. Instead of being laid as all our crowns must be laid at the feet of Christ. You may build a city, but if you say with Nebuchadnezzar, behold, behold, a great Babylon that I built. Behold, behold, a great thing I've done. Uh, what I have done, what I have just done is not glorious. You shall be smitten to the earth. The worms which ate Herod, when he gave not God the glory, are ready for another meal. So pilgrim, beware of vain glory. Beware of puffing up. Uh, the temptation to pat ourselves on the back should be the cue for all of us to recall how the Lord Jesus Christ instructs us. In Luke 17, 10, So you also, when you've done all that you were commanded, say, we're unworthy servants. 
We've only done what was our duty. We only did what we were supposed to do, Lord. Matthew 5.16 In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory, give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Well, some things to think about, ain't it? Ain't they? Aren't they? God bless, Pilgrim. Have a blessed, blessed day with Jesus.